Welcome to Listen Up America, a show about the truth, opinions, and thinking. A constitutional and conservative podcast in a world of woke cancel culture. We are the resistance. Coming to you from the LUA Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Eric. Welcome to Listen Up America. Well, we're going to kind of have a part two to last week's episode. Didn't really mean to, but if you've been paying any attention to the news out there the last few weeks, there's a snowball rolling out there, and we're calling it Chairman Joe's Crisis Creating Agenda. So as you remember last week... We talked about basically all the mumbling and bumbling, the gas, the, I mean, this guy is just struggling and they keep putting them forward. And I have a quick thought on that after last week's show about why are they putting him out there so much? And then they're saying, we're telling him not to go out there so much and even talk. It's like the double standard. Remember, it's the same thing as all the other things I've told you about when it comes to the left. Look at this hand. Don't pay any attention to this one over here doing all the work. Okay. I am seeing and starting to believe that the people in the White House, the left, the powers that be, that control the strings on Puppet Joe, they want him out of there. They got what they wanted. They got the power. They want him out of there. And you remember about six months before the election or so, Pelosi started talking about, it was uh, using the 25th Amendment. That is where Congress, you know, comes together and people in the uh, administration come forward and basically say the president is uh, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and we got to pull him out. So uh, I think they're putting him out there and having him talk more and more. You notice it's like now he's talking almost every day. And then there's some days he's talking like two, three times. And he never used to do that in the beginning. And it gets worse and worse as the day goes on and the days pass by. And I really think they're trying to push and just have him stumble fall down, hurt himself, or just say some, just more over-the-top babbling nonsense. Because he can't help it. Every day, he's uh, uh, babble, babble, slap, slap, I don't know. Uh, You know what I mean. You know, it's nauseating. And they're putting him out there on purpose, which makes me think that's their plan. Let's embarrass him. Let's get the public to turn on him. Let's get the people within the the Liberal Party, the Democrat Party, whatever, to uh, rise as one. Like I said, I gave it six months, and I still feel pretty good about that because it has been a very tragic downward fall that you're seeing just being expedited by them putting them out there every day. So that being the case, what I really wanted to talk about was have some fun. I want to talk about the transgender weightlifting athlete down in New Zealand that's a full dude that can out weightlift every chick on the planet who's going to the Olympics and everyone's cool with that. Can't talk about that. Don't have time. You know, talk about Sarah Silverman talking about Bruce Jenner, Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, whatever. Alyssa Milano getting owned, owned by a young black woman who will not be manipulated and played like a puppet or the guy in California. I don't know if you're about this, but we'll talk about it maybe one other day. There's a dude in California who went out there and uh, committed fraud against the state and the governments uh, for the PPE loans and things like that for five million bucks. And all he did was buy 
Ferraris and things like that. And uh, he traveled all over. So he basically, he got himself a gaggle of ass on us. Thanks. But, you know, can't talk about the fun stuff. We got to talk about Chairman Joe. So just to give you an idea, here's, here's the situation we're in. 110, 15 days, whatever it is. I'm going to just lay out the basics and we're going to go one by one. We have a gas and energy crisis going on right now. Israel in the Middle East, the border, COVID time, the jobs and infrastructure bills that they're talking about to go with the rising out of control inflation, the tax hikes he wants to put on everybody. And Chairman Joe and Vice Chair Harris's big push to really make racism just a real big thing here at home, but then not. And I'll get to that. So we're going to start off with gas and energy. And if you guys have been paying attention, if you're in the Southeast, you know it. You're getting crushed. We were hacked. And the FBI and the government has come out and said we were hacked by Russia. But we weren't hacked by Russia government. We were just hacked by just some dudes in Russia that, you know, I have no affiliation with the government whatsoever. Nope. Nowhere did the KGB or Putin and whatever it is these days go out there and, you know, send money to groups. We want you to do this, but you're not with us and there's no connection. And if you're bang, bang, two to the head kind of thing. No, there's none of that. It's just some guys going out there going, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shut down a pipeline of gasoline going to the Southeast and I'm going to make America pay. There's a, a CNN clip I'm going to share with you. This is pre-pipeline. Play it. Republicans on the Hill are blaming your energy policies. To remind our viewers, you're, an en- you're the energy secretary. Energy policies from the Biden administration for driving up gas prices. Prices are about 50 cents higher per gallon today than when President Biden took office. Um, beyond whether or not you think that, that your policies are to blame, are you worried that the prices could impact whether or not Americans travel, which is, of course, needed to put money back into the economy. People need to travel, right. But we need to get the virus under control first. We need to get to that 70%. We need to get to herd immunity. You know, why Why has have gas prices gone up? Could that be because of the virus itself as well? Is it, I mean, everything is tied together. So that was CNN's Jake Tapper, you know, Trump hater number one, with Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm. She's an idiot. It's not who you know, it's who you bullet. Okay, sorry. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She doesn't, how she gets a position in government other than that's how you do it. It's not who you know, it's who you. (sighs) COVID, COVID raised gas prices. Sure, had nothing to do with policies, So let's follow the logic. So it's COVID's fault and COVID was Trump's fault, not China's fault. So we got to blame the orange man. Okay. That is standard operating procedure. If you haven't figured that out in these first hundred plus days, it will be like this for the next three and a half years. It will always be Trump's fault. It's out of control because of policies. You killed the Keystone pipeline. You know, you're following the state of California and their drive to destroy all energy. We can't keep our lights and air conditioning on in the summer. Rolling blackouts the last couple of years and it's only going to get worse. They're already talking. There's a drought in California. Fire season is going to be worse than ever. I don't know what else there is to burn. But okay, so it's going to be dry. We are in the desert. 
It's what happens. And when you let the water from the mountains go straight to the ocean and don't build uh, uh, reservoirs, what do you expect? This is all self-induced. We do have the means and the brains to do this. We choose not to. So we want to create crisis. But things in California are so stupid. The Democrat Party, Chairman Joe's administration, you know, Ketchup King, John Kerry. He said this on Capitol Hill this week. Biden administration seems to be copying the same climate rhetoric and policies as California. But California has some of the highest electricity prices in the country, is the largest importer of energy, and a rolling blackouts uh, are not uncommon. In fact, the state has been sued by civil rights groups for the impact of their climate policies on low income and communities of color. And to top it off, according to the Department of Energy, California performance since 2010 in reducing energy-related carbon emissions ranked 43rd among all states. What is your opinion of the California approach, and do you think it is a model for the rest of the country, sir? I think California has done an incredible job of pushing the curve of trying. 43rd, ranked 43rd in, this, in the country. In 43rd in what? Among all states in reducing energy-related carbon emissions. They're doing a great job. The gentlelady's time has expired. Whoa, 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 ladies. Hey, 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 hey. No talking truth here. You just shush, shush. We don't need to hear from you. They just cut it right off. 43rd in the reduction. Not third, not 25th. Remember, there are only 50 states, despite what Barack Hussein Obama thinks. Remember, 58. He's tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's Nostradamus. He's just picking all the other countries we're going to turn into states. But we go back to this, and Carrie didn't listen to a word the woman was saying in the first place. Nodding off. And if you watch it, the dude's in a serious fog. Wearing his mask in front of Congress, in a table that's like 20 feet from everybody. You're like, idiots. So the lack of oxygen to the brain, maybe. But he's praising what we've done out here. Everybody on the left praises all these great things we're doing out here. And all we've done is we have damn near doubled, near tripled our energy costs out here. Right now. In California, there's gas prices in downtown LA for no reason other than being downtown LA, they're six bucks a gallon. Now, a lot of the state is running around four bucks. Right now, we didn't get cut off. This is all self-induced. You know, we shut down refineries out here just because there are laws on the books to not build and or upgrade existing or new facilities. Can't do it. So they're just patching and repatching and repatching and repatching the ones we've had here forever. I think the last new ones in California were from the 70s, straight up, 50 years. Technology hasn't changed even a little. No, not even a little. I mean, you can't make it more efficient, cleaner, safer. Nope, can't do any of that. 50 years, no progress whatsoever. It's self-induced crisis. And Kerry and the Chairman Joe and those clowns are all like, just do it like California. Look, what, look we destroyed the most beautiful, economically independent and strong member. We used to have, you know, fifth greatest economy on the planet. It's not. There is no economy here. Tourism. You really want to come to California? Go ahead. You guys want to come to San Francisco and, you know, hang out on the wharf and go see Alcatraz? Um, watch where you step. You want to go to L.A. and Venice Beach and, you know, hang out down there and go see all the cool stuff and the sunshine? Go Good luck. Watch where you step. There are homeless vagrants everywhere in those two cities alone. They're everywhere, but they are all over sidewalks, overpasses, 
covered in tents and tarps and homeless, most of which are mentally messed up, dangerous. They can't get you, they'll get themselves. And they do this every day. But it's a mess. But you know, you talk about energy, costs through the roof. We're shutting down nuclear plants. We have wind. Totally inefficient. We've talked about that. Solar. There's more solar on roofs out here than you can possibly imagine. And it's not enough. It's not enough. We import power from Arizona, which has nuclear power plants in the middle of the desert. Put that together. We can't do it ourselves, but we'll use that power from somebody else. The transmission lines that start all the fires out here, guess what they're transmitting? From other places, not here. Yeah, it's called electricity. It's how stupid this all is. And they're, oh, we just love it. They're, they're setting the standard. No, we are showing you how to destroy a state. And that statement alone should tell you what the whole plan is for the country. And I'm not trying to, you know, reach out and just, you know, I'm not a, a conspiracy theory guy. I'm just saying, this is the footprint and they're all into it. If they mention anything and attach California to it as a success, I guarantee it's a failure. Just ask us. We're here. We'll tell you. We'll show you. But that's where we're at. So I want to get to this next clip. This is from a couple of days ago. So this is after the pipeline in the southeast there was hacked and shut down. And play the clip. Can you uh, tell us uh, what is the feasibility of using rail cars to transport fuel into the affected areas? I know that's being looked at. Yeah, um, the DOT is looking at that, and so we'll have to wait till their analysis is done. Um, these, these are not easy solutions because um, there may or may not be the right uh, rail cars. There may not or may not be the deep water ports available for the Jones Act to be able to respond. So this particular area of the country, there, this is why we have um, doubled down on ensuring that there's an ability to truck uh, oil in, gas in. But it's, it's, uh, the pipe is the best way to go. And so that's why, um, hopefully, this company, uh, Colonial, will, in fact, uh, be able to restore operations by the end of the week, as they have said. You got that? So that's the energy secretary that we heard from before that blamed COVID, okay? She blamed COVID before. And now it's the lack of pipelines and the efficiency. This is the same person that shut down Keystone and is looking to shut down other pipelines. Now for you environmentally aware people, and I say aware loosely, but you think you understand what's killing the planet, okay? Assuming that the planet's even dying, which you all know, I disagree. We're not dying. What is more efficient and cleaner? A big pipe that goes from point A for hundreds or thousands of miles to point B and beyond. Distributing oil and gasoline, okay? Are there any emissions being released into the air via exhaust pipe and so forth? Is any of that happening through a pipe? No. Well, it could leak. Yes, it could leak. Trains, trucks, they leak all the time. When you go to the gas stations, we talked about this last week, do you not see all those big black spots? You go to the, the, your grocery store, go to your grocery store. And when you're going to the parking lot, you look at the parking spots, look at where, at the front end of where the engine would be and look down and see the big black spots there. Vehicles have been leaking since the beginning of time. So yes, if an occasional, an occasional means like, every few years there's a pipeline leak. Is it 
anywhere near the amount of carbon monoxide spewed into the air by semi-trucks and trains that are going from A to B to C and D, trying to move a fraction of the volume the pipeline can do, and now do do this over and over and over and over and over and never getting the ability to maintain what we had, but we're gonna spew all this carbon into the air that you're so worried about on trucks and boats and trains. It's a pipe. You flip a switch, it goes down. Now, this is where it gets even stupider for me. So people talking about, you know, well, we need to get away from oil. This is just another example because we got hacked and it just got shut down. Okay, take a breath. So let's just say we're living in your perfect future electric-only world, and we don't even have the energy to create the electricity, but we'll just say it magically showed up like you think it's going to, okay? So we have magic electricity, and it's on a computer and in a hard drive system, and it's coordinating and flipping switches, and we got things going here and going there. Oh, we don't need anything for California. Shut it off. Okay, they could just shut it off. It's on the system. It's on the internet, whatever you want to call it. It's, on, it's networked. Do you think these same Russians and perhaps Chinese and so forth, if they could hack a pipeline, don't you think they could hack an electronic grid? They were talking about this the last five years since Obama, that our grid was incredibly susceptible to being hacked. So we're like, yeah, let's go all electric. Wait, I thought you said we were totally worried about getting hacked. Yeah, so let's go electric. They... They don't want us to have any of these luxuries, okay? And it's it's a luxury. I've been, like I said, when I spent my two weeks in China, I was rolling blackouts all through the country. Every time I went to be, no power for three days. People still there working, but they're working in the dark. Then you get to the place and they got light for three days, and it's just the way it was. You go down to Central America. Some have electricity that's, and some don't, but it's hit and miss. And when you have it, it's a luxury. We're spoiled rotten. And I got my electric car. You are the most spoiled. What kind of hissy fit are you going to throw when you bought your $100,000 death trap Tesla and you got nowhere to plug it into because there's nothing coming through it? What are you going to do then, Karen? But this, is, this is really out of control. This is the beginning. And I've got, I, we're going to put on Instagram, and my social media director may have already done this, but I want to go over a photo with you, okay? And this is what the effect, okay? of that pipeline, the colonial pipeline is what they call it, that was shut down. So here's percentages of gas stations as of two days ago that had no gas. In North Carolina, 65% of all gas stations were empty. 44% of the gas stations in Virginia, empty. 43% of gas stations in South Carolina and Georgia, empty. And it's got Tennessee at 16, Maryland 11, D.C. 10, Florida 11, and, you know, Kentucky's 2. And it just goes on a little less, 5 and 7, stuff like that. 65% of the gas stations were empty in less than a week, in just days. People are panicking, and, you know, you got to react. You got to have gas. We're an economy based on transportation. We are mobile. We need to go, be it trucks and vans and UPSs and Amazons and moving all that stuff everywhere to people going to and from work. For people that are in sales that go from location to location to location to location and all day long. Kids trying to get to college, commuting, going to high school, commuting. This is our way of life and they're trying to change it, not by creating a better system, but by making the current system fail. 
so that we none of us have it, except them. They'll have their private jets. They're special. Don't forget, they are better than you. Now, this last clip, and then we'll move on, is uh, Chairman Joe. Now, here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what you can do, the drivers. Don't panic, number one. You got that? This is what drives uh, the driver. Colonial paid the ransom. News came out about that just yesterday. The media asked Biden about it, and he smirked and goes, no comment, because they paid it. Now, Colonial paid it. The government paid Colonial. I'm sure we all paid for that. And this goes back to the spoiled child thing. So someone treats you poorly, so you give them what they want, so they can keep treating you poorly. Or Ronald Reagan once said, we don't negotiate with terrorists, but apparently we do. And we're all going to keep paying for this. This is only the beginning. Never let a crisis go to waste. They are inviting more of this to happen every day. Wait for it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram page is at listen underscore up underscore America underscore. And our Facebook page is L-U-A podcast all together. L-U-A podcast on Facebook. So please join the community. Tell us what you think and uh, share with all your friends and let them know how awesome we are. So Israel, the one democracy in the Middle East, just minding its own business. Now, Hamas is the militant terrorist organization funded and directed by Iran. Nobody denies that. That's what they are. And they are in Palestine raising hell. In 72 hours, they launched, unprovoked, 1,750-plus missiles. Just shot them. They didn't, like, target barracks and bases and military outposts. No, they were flinging them at airports and synagogues and neighborhoods. They were just throwing them up there. And the Iron Dome, which is the defense system in Israel that shoots down as much of this crap as they can, has been just glowing. The tip of the barrels are glowing. They're throwing up so much lead to try and knock this crap down. If you don't know, you may ask, well, why did this happen? What was... The excuse being given is there's basically a, a tenant dispute going on. Palestine and people that are, you know, into that Hamas, Iran stuff, that buy the propaganda, they want to expand. And Israel is building settlements closer and closer to and within because Palestinian people actually live in Israel. They choose to become citizens of Israel. They coexist. It's the darndest thing. It's this kumbaya, you know, they may still have their differences on things, but Palestinians, Lebanese up north in Israel, they live together in Israel. But Hamas doesn't like what's happening. So fire the rockets. Okay, they fire the rockets. Israel opened a can of whoop-ass, and it's only going to get bigger. So they targeted because they know, they know exactly who the Hamas bad guys are, where they are, where they live, and all this stuff. Remember, Hamas, with all these rockets and weapons, they got no problem putting them in hospitals, putting them in schools, 
putting them in homes and neighborhoods, putting them in, in apartment buildings. They use the Palestinian people as shields. Look, if I shoot all these rockets into your country and you come and bomb this building that I'm in and my 20 guys are in, but you kill four other people that are quote unquote innocent, you're an animal. And then the media reacts and people, oh my God, Israel's just slaughtering the Palestinians. A, if you stay in Palestine now, when this goes down, you get the hell out. When Hamas shoots a rocket, run. Get the hell out of Palestine because hell's coming. But if you choose to stay and you choose to put yourself in a position to be a target, you're going to be a target. So they're bombing, strategically bombing, like taking out 13, 14-story buildings. Boom, gone. Boom, gone. Boom, gone. And yeah, they're getting some quote-unquote innocence. I don't know if they're innocent. They're hanging out with the bad guys. If you're a Nazi and you're hanging out with Hitler and you get hit, but you're like, but I died, I was German. Family's all upset that you died because you're German, but you're hanging out with Hitler. Are we crying over this? Because I'm not. We all make choices in life. And if you're going to choose to follow Hamas and, uh, and allow them to store in your area, your neighborhood, your business, your school, your hospital, and you don't leave, remember, Palestinians live in Israel in peace. That's you. That's your choice. You're making yourself a victim, a martyr, right? That's the whole thing with the Middle East. You've got to be a martyr. They'll tote out a couple of caskets with the Palestinian flag on it and all that nonsense like they always do. But the Air Force is ramped up. Israel's called up 9,000 more troops, and a ground war's coming. And Israel knows where all these weapons are. They know about the tunnels. They're going to go through like they do about every five to ten years, and they're going to basically incapacitate Hamas for the next five to ten years. And that's where we're headed. So you got a Muslim actress Never heard of her. Her name is Vina Malik. She's also known as Zahida Malik. And she tweeted, her account is still active. She has not been suspended, warned, banned, nothing. She said this, I quote, I would have killed all the Jews of the world, but I kept some to show the world why I killed them. Adolf Hitler, end quote. She's still up there doing her thing. She's talking about Hitler. Should have killed the Jews, but leave some alive so they can remember. That's what she writes. Still up there. The squad. AOC loses it. Somebody put a microphone in front of her face, and, and the bartender had to say this. So, well, let's start this. Biden said Israel has the right to defend itself. They were attacked. Her response is, my hope is that we'll see the coming to a conclusion sooner than later. Blanket statements like this by the president with little context or acknowledgement of what participated the cycle of violence, namely the expulsions of Palestinians and attacks of, on Al-Aqwas, dehumanized Palestinians and apply the U.S. will look the other way at human right violations. It's wrong. I already told you, this is about a tenant dispute. It's all it is. Palestinians live in peace in Israel. Lebanese people live in peace in Israel. But the PLO up there, and you got the Hamas down in the West Bank in Gaza. Raising hell. Ilian Omar, you know, the other squad. She had a tweet. It's just awesome. And she's still going. Her thing's still active. Israeli airstrikes killing civilians in Gaza is an act of terrorism. Palestinians deserve protection. Unlike Israel, missile defense programs such as Iron Dome don't exist to protect Palestinian civilians. It's unconscionable not to condemn these attacks on the week of, uh, it's 
Ed, Eod, E-I-D, I don't know. Again, they fired 1,750 rockets. If Mexico or Canada just started launching almost 2,000 rockets across the border and started bombing San Diego, Tucson, Buffalo, Michigan, they just started dropping bombs all over. Are you going to sit there and go, oh, well, you know, we need some help. What's going on? Or are you going to go, let's go, suit up. That's all Israel did. They suited up, and they're coming to get them. They're talking about, well, they're killing Palestinian children. The rockets are killing Israeli children. What did they do other than just live their lives? But here we are. Israel's going to have to do what Israel's got to do. And at least, I can't believe this, Chairman Joe is like back to 1980s Chairman Joe. You know, Israel's got to do what Israel's got to do. They didn't start it, but they should finish it. And that's the way it's got to be. Okay, so let's talk about the border now. We've talked about this. This is ongoing. It's a crisis. No, it's not a crisis. It's just like it was. It's just seasonal. Remember, seasonal. Seasonal is the word we use for border. So when you look at the past seasons, supposedly, there isn't anything. Nothing of consequence. And now we're having a 20-year-plus high of people pouring across the border. Here is ABC this week, okay, the host talking to a Biden official about the situation at the border. But, but Kate, there is something different here, and that is the unaccompanied minors. I and mean, we already have a record number of unaccompanied minors in U.S. Uh, custody. Uh, and in just a single day last week, there were a thousand additional um, minors who uh, were, were caught capturing, you know, who, who were brought into U.S. custody coming across the border. Uh, th these are record numbers already, and the seasonal surge that you're talking about is only just beginning. This is not, I mean, in terms of unaccompanied minors, this is not the same as it's been. This is, this is worse, is it not? Well, no. And if you look at the numbers, but the it's numbers, not. But, but that doesn't mean it's not a serious, but that doesn't mean, but John. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, but, but I'm saying these are already record numbers of unaccompanied minors. A thousand in a single day. And it's already an record numbers. It's not the same. And the president. And the president, and the, it, is the, it is the same. These are the same kinds of surges that we've seen. But look, the, the important thing here is not a question of whether it's the same or not. The important thing here is the president has said this is unacceptable to him, and he's working to address it. Okay, wrap your mind around this. A year ago in the season, 17,000 illegals were caught crossing the border, okay, under Trump. Caught. And because Trump had ICE and the Border Patrol and everything fully staffed, handled, directive, go do your business and doing it. Now they're like, stand down, stay away, don't look, you know, if it's humanitarian, you know, whatever. But other than that, don't do your jobs. April, 178,000 people were caught coming across the border by people that are told not to find them. That's because that's who just surrendered themselves. That doesn't even count the super bad guys that are running everything else and drugs and, and whatnot across the border that we're just looking the other way. 17,178,000. I'll let you all do the math because you're smart enough to figure out that 178,000 is a pretty big number. So there's a clip. Uh, I had my social media director put it on our Instagram. Mitt Romney showing on his little color chart. And it shows where things are getting a little, just too much in the beginning for Trump. And he made the phone calls to Mexico, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras. 
the big offenders and told them, stop it, shut it down, close the caravans. I don't care. Stop it. The numbers went from about 20,000 a month and just in about six months, dropped like a stone to the hundreds. Building the wall, kept it there. Staying on top of it, kept it there. Trump loses the election. Biden says, come on up. Boom. 40,000 people a week plus coming across the border. 40,000 plus a week coming across the border right now. It's not a crisis. They're all upset that Trump shut down all the kitty jails that Biden and Obama built in the first place. And they're screaming, well, he shut down all the infrastructure. Yeah, we don't want it. We don't need it. They got to stay home. Well, I told them to come, so I got to open all the cages back up. <laughs> Does this make any sense to you? This is a self-induced crisis, just like all the others. It was getting under control. It was manageable. And you can say, well, people get involved. Yeah, you can't. Like engines, they leak. The wall will leak. We will reduce the influx, the mega numbers, dramatically. It was proven. Facts proved it. Held governments accountable without just giving them money to be wasted on other governments that will never pass the dollar on. Held them accountable, and success came from it. You cannot deny that. Chairman Joe flips the switch and says, come on up. Crisis. There you go. Financially, taxpayers. Since February of this year, 2021, the government has spent $3 billion on this. I don't know where he got the money from. They were screaming about Trump couldn't build the wall, couldn't get the money, pulled the money. They just pulled the money. I don't know where it came from. $3 billion, with a B, spent on this crisis. Thanks, Chairman Joe. COVID time. Don't touch me, I'm sterile. So I don't know about you all, but I definitely think Fauci has run its course. And I have my immunity from him. The guy's just clueless. A political hack. Just a political hack. Everybody that works at the CDC now that gets a microphone and a camera put in front of them are nothing but political hacks. How can you say that, Eric? These people, I say it because these people are lying. They've been lying. They changed their minds. They moved the goalpost. Yesterday was this. Tomorrow's different. Then we go back to the way it was. They're just playing us like fools. We're yo-yos. Back and forth, up and down. Wash, rinse, repeat. So we're sitting here in Fauci. We got another, a new clip. This was from uh, last month. He's talking about even if you're vaccinated, you cannot go outside and you still have to wear a mask. Eating and drinking indoors in restaurants and bars, is that okay now? No, it's still not okay for the simple reason that the level of infection, the dynamics of infection in the community are still really disturbingly high. Like just yesterday, there were close to 80,000 new infections and we've been hanging around 60, 70, 75,000. So if you're not vaccinated, please Get vaccinated as soon as vaccine becomes available to you. And if you are vaccinated, please remember that you still have to be careful and not get involved in crowded situations, particularly indoors where people are not wearing masks. The walking contradiction. And I've said this and I've asked the question and I'm still waiting for someone to answer it. What is the point of getting a vaccination if it doesn't change your life and you can't go back to living the way you should before? 
That was the point, right? I have, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I've told you guys, I have my doubts, concerns about this vaccine. Heck, the New York Yankees were all just vaccinated over the last couple of months. They have eight people on the team that are now showing that they're positive for COVID. How does that happen? I just, that's a question. How do you get a positive if you've been vaccinated? I don't know. Sounds like it didn't take. Sounds like whatever's in there isn't all it's cracked up to be. That's all my point is. You can look at the people that are getting it and the people are not. The people are not. Bill Maher got vaccinated. He has COVID. I haven't been vaccinated. None of my family have been vaccinated. Guess who doesn't have COVID? Us. You know, some people, there's things out there. Some people think, you know, there's a microchip in there and things like that. And it's just the way, I, I don't know. I'm not going nowhere near it. So I don't know. And I don't care, but this is about control. How can you say that? Eric? How can you say it's about control? Because HHS secretary Becerra, he was the former attorney general of California who is in charge of health and human services. Totally understand that same guy that Kamala thinks is the DHS guy and vice versa. But you know, here we are, he's on CNN and he says this about people that might be forced by law to get a vaccination. I guess what I'm getting at right there, because I am vaccinated and the people in this office are also vaccinated. Um, so my safety, I don't think is being particularly impacted by wearing a mask. If someone else is not vaccinated, it might be their safety that's being affected. So there's, there's two issues here. Number one, is that my concern anymore that someone who's chosen to be unvaccinated is making a bad choice? And question two is, maybe there should be laws that allow them to be kept out of the building. Well, the, you've hit right on the point, John. How do we get to a point where we get everyone to be as safe as possible? You know, it was always difficult to get people on motorcycles to wear helmets for their own safety. It was tough at times to get people to wear seatbelts for their own safety. What we're simply saying is the, the best guidance from those who are the experts in healthcare is be as safe as possible by wearing a mask, even if you're vaccinated. But yeah, if you're vaccinated, you're around people who are vaccinated, clearly you're gonna be far better off. It's a matter of just, it's a matter of being using common sense, John. Uh, and I can't tell you more than that, other than we want every American to be safe and we want every American to get vaccinated. And the more we do that, the more we can say every American can stop having to worry about wearing a mask. So again, you have a lawyer, a former attorney general of California in charge of health and human services, talking about creating laws to make you get the vaccine. Just like seatbelts and helmets. Okay. Um, I'm a conservative and libertarian kind of mix. I don't think there should be laws telling people to wear a helmet or a seatbelt. Do I think it's smart when riding a bike to wear a helmet? Yeah. I don't want to be a vegetable. So I choose to wear a helmet. But if you don't want to wear one and you want to be a vegetable, that's on you. If you want to wear a seatbelt, I do. I like the airbag features and stuff in my car because I don't know. Have you been watching TV lately? I mean, here in California, I just flipped on the news. I rarely watch news here, local news. I flipped it on the other morning. There were three high-speed chases in LA area yesterday morning. Three. They're everywhere. 
again, everyone's rebelling against police. I don't have to stop. One guy's going 20 miles an hour. The other guy's on like a hybrid Prius or something going like 95 up the freeway. Uh, it was a standoff all night. I don't even know. I didn't even check this morning to see if it's even settled. But this goes on all the time. Semi, how many times have you been driving down the highway and you've seen a semi-truck drifting off to the right and overcorrect back to the left? And you're like, whoa. And you punch it as fast as you can to get past that guy because you know he ain't making it for the next 30 minutes. He probably didn't. This happens every day. I drive a lot. We're talking 60 to 70,000 miles a year in my sales life, okay? I like coming home. I don't buy little compact mid-sized cars. I buy big cars, but I'm not old enough to get Oldsmobiles and Buicks and things like that. I drive Dodge Chargers, big, safe. Got a little oomph under the hood so I can get around situations. But I choose to wear it. I choose to wear it. If you don't choose to wear it and you go flying through the windshield and become, you know, road rash, roadkill, well, then that's your choice. There is no 100% bubble wrap situation that you can put yourself in to make sure you, nothing ever happens to anybody because stuff happens. But to compare that to getting a vaccine shot is ludicrous. I am not injecting my body with a seatbelt. I am not giving myself whatever's in that thing that's supposed to protect me and then people are getting sick anyway or because of. We don't know yet. It'll be interesting to hear when Bill Maher comes back and he talks about his experience and how he feels now versus then. I try to have an open mind, but I also like to live in Realville. I have no desire to put whatever that is in my body and dealing with God knows what consequences I'm going to get because nobody knows. But you're going to make a law. Well, that's a, that's a law I won't follow. And I'm guessing the 70% of the people out there to this date of all races and genders have gone, I'm not getting it either. Good for you. Do what's right for you. Don't listen to these clowns. Because now you go to the CDC. Here we go again. The CDC is releasing a new statement. The virus is airborne. No. Yep. After like 18 months, they figured out that COVID-19 is airborne. That you touching shopping carts and sterilizing your hands with that, that alcohol goober stuff and, and washing incessantly and, and grabbing the alcohol wipes and, you know, wiping down boxes of everything because you never know who touched it before I got there on the shelf. You know, disinfecting everything, you can't get it that way. And if you did that and you fell for it, I'm sorry. But that's the common sense real though. This was nothing but a scare tactic to control this country and the people within it, an entire planet, to freak them all out. And now we get to the mask part, right? Is the mask good? Is the virus bad? Does it help? Does it hurt? Doctors, like medical studs, right? The best of the best from Harvard and Stanford are going, don't wear them. It's not going to help. It's only going to hurt you because you're containing and the bacterium and all that stuff. It's going to cause other infections and da-da-da-da. No, YouTube banned those guys. These are the smartest people that teach the people to be our next generation of doctors. They're banned because that's not the message we want out there. Everyone's got to wear a mask. Chairman Joe is in the Oval Office with other people, Congress and staff. Okay. The CDC says, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask, which is what I've been asking for months. What's the damn point? So the CDC is finally caught up with, listen up America and your host, Eric. 
and said, Eric's right. If you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear the mask. Chairman Joe goes to visit Jimmy Carter, who's like 185 years old, and his bride, and they visit them. No masks. These are the people that are going to get it. No mask. He's in the Oval Office with people half his age and more. Just in there, and he's the only one wearing a mask. And everyone's asking, why are you doing this? And the reply is, and I'll play the clip, well, he's a very important person. Well, look, I think people who've been vaccinated are, are starting to get a little bit impatient with um, what can I do? Um, you know, can I go indoors? Can I take masks off, et cetera? And I think the CDC is getting there step by step. So right now you can do pretty much everything outdoors without a mask. You can do everything um, indoors if you're around vaccinated people with, without a mask. So I think, why you know, were they I, all wearing masks in there yesterday? Well, I don't think that, you know, I'm not sure that the president is the average uh, person. I, I personally think there's a lot of protections around the president. Why does he need lots of Secret Service agents? Why does he, why do they, you know, belt and suspender everything with the president? Because he's a very important person. And I think you shouldn't take your, your mark just by what you see in the Oval Office. I think most people, if you're indoors around other people that are vaccinated, the CDC says it's okay. Um, and I think you should listen to the CDC on that. That's courtesy of CNN. And you're right. He's not an average person. He is quite below average. He's always been stupid. Now he's just babbling and mumbling. The father of a crackhead who slept with his daughter-in-law. Yeah, that's you, Chairman Joe, below average. But it goes back to the CDC now says, you know, looks like Mother's Day, life will kind of return to normal, per the Fauci. In California, you know, he Newsom's out for his life, his political future. So he's talking middle of June, no masks. I don't wear them now. I'm not going to. I'm over it. This is beyond the pale because no one can ever answer the questions. Just like about the election fraud. I and millions of people have legitimate questions. Just saying, it was fair. How's that working for you, Liz Cheney? Doesn't make it fair. Just because you say doesn't mean it was. All we want is proof. CDC, all we want is proof. If you don't have proof and your science changes every 24 hours, you should shut the hell up because all you're doing is creating mass hysteria, confusion, and anxiety. That's on you. But again, that's what they want to do. It's all about manipulation and power. So the next self-created crisis is inflation. Have you noticed things are more expensive? Have you noticed things aren't as available as they once were? Here's just some of the items that in the last three to six months have just disappeared and or have gone through the roof. Things like lumber, right? Two by fours. The price is up something like 900%. So if you paid a dollar for a two by four, you're paying almost 10 bucks for that same piece of wood. You got appliances, can't find them. Car shortages, chicken shortages, generators, roofing materials. There is a ketchup shortage. Who runs the ketchup kingdom again? That's right, the Heinz Carey thing. Anyway, just saying, bicycles, diapers, ammunition, plastics, chlorine. A chlorine plant exploded down like Louisiana. So if you own a pool, your cost of monthly maintenance has gone through the roof because there isn't any chlorine. Propane tanks, can't find them. What's going on? 
Why are industries being crippled? It's not Trump's fault. Remember, the economy was coming back online. More people were going to work. You know, they were saying, look at all the, you know, Biden, look at all the job growth I got going because I'm smart and Trump's stupid. Um, Chairman Joe, these are just people that had the job before that are now going back to work on a partial to full-time basis. New jobs have not been created by Chairman Joe. You're keeping your foot on that. We're at a point where people are just, restaurants are opening. People are now, that worked in a restaurant, are going back to the restaurants and bars. That's not new. That's stuff you took away that people are now getting back. But inflation is real. Packaging is shrinking. The amount of food in that package is shrinking. But the price it was maybe $1.50 for a box of cereal, I shop at Aldi. It is that cheap. And that good. It's now $2.50. You know, if you go to Walmart or Target or whatever, you're paying like 3 bucks. Now you're paying almost 4 but it's less. Did you notice? Sometimes the box is the same, but the little plastic baggie inside is half. It's pretty sad. I bought a box of fried chicken for like $5.99. And this is the one thing at Aldi that I was like, damn, I'm never doing that again. Fried chicken in a box. Kind of like how the banquet thing out there, but it was their own brand. Kirkwood, I think. It had five pieces of chicken in this box. This box was probably, you know, eight inches wide, four inches deep, and maybe 10, 12 inches tall. It's a good sized box. I pulled the bag out. They could have cut that box in half and still had room. It's just this big plastic bag with five pieces of chicken in it. I will not be buying that box again. You live and learn. But inflation is real. Products are missing is real. The price of the products that is there is going up. Supply and demand. That's real. Inflation comes from the creation of all this fake money with no tax revenue being collected to pay for it. And we get into taxes. You know, he wants to raise taxes on everybody. But does he? Because here's the thing, and Trump tried to do this, and he was real straight about this. The tax code is literally like the encyclopedia. Back in the day, kids, there was a bunch of books that were about, when you put them all together, it was about your arms wide. It was about four foot wide of books with information in it. That's the tax code. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pages. He wanted to get rid of it. And period. No more deductions. It's like, this is what you do. If you make this much, you get this, you get that much, you get that. You, your company does this, your company does that. This is what you pay, period, end of story. But you have to remember, when corporations pay their taxes, they just raise the price of the goods and then take the difference between what they were making and what they have to charge now to pay the taxes. Now, physically, the corporation pays the tax bill. Reality, you paid the tax bill. because. That was $100 last week, but this week it's $150. The 50 bucks is just going to the corporate to pay the taxes. And then they try to find all the deductions, and they only have to pay maybe $3 of it. If you want corporations to pay, fix the tax code. Get rid of all the loopholes. Trump was talking and banging on that. But you had the Chamber of Commerce, Republican, and you had slave labor, liberals, not wanting that to happen. So it didn't happen. You and I get to pay that bill. So now we're going to conclude the show with the last self-created crisis. That's racism. Obama started this with absolute irresponsibility, talking about every instance he could and being wrong every time 
about the who's and the what's and the why's. Never let it play out. Just had to be, I got to be first. It seems, you know, you watch like YouTube and things like that. And people are like, I was first like that. What, you don't win anything for being first. Being correct helps. Just saying something and then being wrong and inflaming everything on purpose is not the way to go. So Trump trying to cool everybody down, but the media couldn't let it. Trump was racist. Trump was racist. Trump was racist. Nonsense. Black people standing up for him, coming out going, I've known this man my whole life. Da, 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 da. Herschel Walker, who's going to run for Senate in Georgia. Good for you, Herschel. He had his children around Donald Trump for years. And Herschel will be the first one to tell you, if I thought the man was racist, do you really think I let my child around him? He's not racist. Very, very few, 0.000001 might be. But most of the people in this country are not racist. We're just sick and tired of this. So much so, y'all heard of Disney, right? You know, they got the movie studios, the stupid amusement parks, and they own ESPN. Don't watch it. I vote with my wallet. I don't go to the park. I try not to watch any damn movies as little as possible. And uh, I don't watch ESPN. And apparently nobody is out there doing those things because they're getting killed, but they don't care. Disney asks employees to complete white privilege checklists and insists America was founded on systemic racism. And they really got all this stuff out there and they're talking about white privilege and white fragility and white saviors and microaggressions and anti-racism and transphobias. I'm like, oh my God, this is your corporates. Remember, we've talked about it, corporate autocracy. Just another example of it. You're bad if you are white, period. Um, that's racist. <laughs> I mean, you get that, right? By claiming something about an entire race, that makes you racist. And I've said it from the beginning of time. Democrats have, and apparently will always be, the racist in the country that will always point fingers at somebody else. And say it with me, y'all, when you point, how many fingers are pointing back? It's just deflecting. It's just a game. But Disney's out there with their nonsense. The Department of Justice has now decided that white supremacy is the biggest threat to this country. Would anybody like to point to me where that is? Well, it's the cops. Ah, police are brown and black too. So it's not the cops. So you want to keep pointing? I'm going to help you out here. Look at the CEOs of this country. Start there. And then follow the money to the politicians that are being paid by those same people to push an agenda that serves the corporation. That's a reality. So China's not a threat, not as much as white supremacy. I mean, China's out there building the largest Navy on the planet. Nope, not a threat. They're controlling all of our medical supplies, prescription medicine, things like that, it's all made there. They control all that. We don't make any here. Nope, that's not a threat. Russia, they got people, they have private citizens, I'm air quoting, hacking corporations and government and stuff here without the approval or knowledge of the Soviet, I'm sorry, the Russian government, still Soviet Union. They just can't let that go. That's not a threat. I mean, they got troops stacked up on Ukraine's border. Not a threat. Shutting down our pipelines. I mean, how do we not have manual overrides and generators? How do we not? We are so dependent on flipping a switch. We are lazy as in a country. We are freaking 
lazy. Antifa, nope, not a threat. They're out burning the country down. They're burning the country down. They have taken over the streets of Seattle and Portland. Not a threat at all. White supremacists are doing what, where? Don't see them. Not happening. Well, you got to remember the insurrection on January 6th. That was a protest. If burning a city down is a protest and yelling and shouting and a couple hundred people, remember, a couple of hundred people went stupid. And remember, they didn't burn anything down. They just went and took tours and pictures and, you know, thought they were doing something. Going to jail is what you're doing. BLM. How about them? Nope, not a threat. Not a threat. Okay. Well, I mean, the people in the organization are living the dream. They're getting funded by corporations and stupid black athletes. So they can go buy not one house, not two house, not three house, but four. And counting. Thank you for that, LaChina. Muslim terrorism. That's not a problem anymore. We're good. Well, we're leaving Afghanistan. Oh, by the way, a bunch of people got killed in Afghanistan because, well, we're not there. White supremacists is the problem. That's the racism. During the State of the Union, Chairman Joe said this country is systemically racist multiple times. Vice Chair Harris has said the same thing since and before that. But the day after, they both were on CBS Morning News. And they both said that America is not racist. (sighs) So which is it? 11 million people gave a crap and listened to you say we are, and then I'm guessing, what, 500,000 people watched CBS Morning News and were not racist. Robin Williams was right. He's the uncle that just hasn't gotten his meds right yet. But I'm going to help you. We're not racist. We weren't founded on racism. The word is being abused and has no value. It doesn't carry power or mean a thing. And that's what Chairman Joe's crisis creating agenda is done in just over 100 days. Can you wait for the next 100 to see what else comes down the pike? Be the peace. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Be the peace. Don't let emotion get the best of you. Remember, you are the resistance. God bless you, your family, and America. America.